We've been in a series, Abba Connection. It is my fervent prayer that you connect with Abba. And today I want to talk to you about the missing ingredient in most Baptist churches. I want to talk to you about a neglected doctrine that took the Southern Baptists from one of the most thriving denominations in the world to a denomination that has declined nearly 70% and continues to fight instead of evangelize. Why, Pastor Ronnie? Because they rejected the filling of the Holy Spirit and those missionaries who speak with other tongues. When my father was part of the convention in the 80s, the annual meeting would draw 70 to 80,000 people. They're struggling just to get six to 8,000 now, and all they do is fight and argue. They just kicked out their greatest church and their greatest pastor, Rick Warren, and his 1,900 churches because his successor had a wife that was a pastor. Pitiful. No one is trying to change the office of pastor. We believe that is reserved for a male. But what most of us in the Baptist world that affirm women are saying is that the Great Commission is for everybody and that the spiritual gifts in Romans are for both men and women. They are gender neutral. And that's what the Bible says. And that's what I'm going to stick with. But whenever you deny the power of the Holy Spirit, and you don't allow the Holy Spirit to move in a Pentecostal way, you will see decline in your church and you will see depression in your body because structures and systems and programs will only work for a season. And if you were to have something that sustains itself, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not about our ideas. It's not even about our group structure, or this beautiful campus. A church is a church that's filled with the power of God. And if you want to connect with Abba Father, there is only one way. His name is Jesus, but there is only one way till Jesus comes back to walk in intimacy with Abba, and that is through the Spirit. Jesus would say in John chapter 14, and I will pray to the Father and he will give you, everybody say me, me, another helper that he may abide with you forever. Fast forward 10 verses to verse 26 in John 14. But this helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. I heard a story of a young pastor in Ohio back in the 1800s. He was a bivocational pastor and he worked at a feed processing plant during the day to make ends meet, to pay the church's bills and provide for his family. And every evening he would come home, he had two young boys and he would be very dusty from the machines. And his sons would say, boy, dad, you're dusty. And they would laugh at him. And the father would say, yeah, you know, I've had to work tonight. I'm a little dusty. But it kind of bothered the father a little bit. And then one Saturday, the father was washing his automobile and he saw the oldest of the two, the four-year-old boy, just grabbing stones and wiping them on his jeans and his clothes. And the father said, son, what are you doing? He said, I want to be dusty like you, daddy. 
And I tell you, if we will strive to be more like Abba Father, if we will strive to be like our daddy in heaven, most of our issues will solve themselves. If we will shift our focus upward, vertically and not horizontally, we'll begin to see things happen in our lives. Amen? Amen. We all should long to be more like the Father. I love the study of perichoresis. This is the study of the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We, along with our Catholic brothers and sisters, both believe in a triune God. But perichoresis is having intimacy with the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's like a circular dance where you walk in the dominion of all three personalities. And the closer you get to the Father, the more in the Spirit you'll be. And when you are walking in the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit, and you are taking dominion over ground that the devil once had, you will begin to see things you've never seen before. Abba Father represents infinite power, and the Son represents grace, and the Holy Spirit represents divine momentum and intellect. So the Holy Spirit is what gets the work done until Jesus comes back. You can't walk with Jesus without being filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. I pray that you got that when you were saved. He certainly came in, but some of you don't just need something in you, you need something on you. And the Bible says the Spirit will come epi in the Greek upon you. So yes, there's an indwelling, but there's also a baptism of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, what do you need to have a baptism? Let's talk about the baptism of surrender. Let's talk about Jesus' baptism, okay? You need first a baptizer. Second, you need a vessel. And third, you need something to be baptized into, right? Well, the baptizer is the spiritual leader. The vessel is the human being. And the Holy Spirit, which is infinite wisdom and knowledge, is what one must be baptized into. In a perfect world, which we don't live in a perfect world, you get all of this at salvation. But for many of us, we got our ticket into heaven, but we never attached it to our purpose on earth. And so years later, we might be praying or reading in the scriptures. You might even be sinning. You might even be in a bar. I don't know. But so years later, you get, and, and Jesus still lives in you. There's a spirit in you. But something comes up on you that begins to change the way you think and act and direct your life. And for many of you, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You may be like Paul when he entered into those towns through the Roman Peninsula and all of those places in Asia Minor when they said, Paul, we hadn't even so much have heard of a Holy Spirit. But you may need a touch to get you through difficult times, to help you dream again, to help you learn. He's a helper, he's a teacher, he's a comforter, he's a counselor. We spend millions and billions of dollars on medication and counseling and I'm for all of that but there is a counselor this world knows not of. There is a counselor that can comfort you better than a Valium can in four hours with a therapist. His name is the Holy Ghost. One minute with the Holy Ghost can change your life, can change your destiny, can rewrite your family lineage. Powerful. Jesus Christ came, as I've taught you the last three weeks, to reveal the Father to us. He left us a promise that he would come again and that he would leave us a comforter, that he would not leave us orphans. Galatians 4, 6. 
Because you are children of God, he has sent forth his spirit into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit cries out from our spirit, Abba, Father. And we are brought into the kingdom, into the family of God, and we're not slaves, we're heirs. See, religion makes you a slave, the kingdom makes you an heir. The kingdom makes you an heir. I asked our life group leaders this morning what our mission statement was. I picked on them a little bit because they didn't know it. Brent at least knew half of it or a third of it. He shouted grace because he knows I preach grace all the time. I said, guys, it's back there on the back of the sound booth. We exist to experience his kingdom, to extend his grace and to empower others. It's biblical, it's spiritual, it's what we're called to do and to be. But you can't do any of that without the Spirit. The kingdom is the spiritual entry to everything the Father has to you. It's taking ownership of all of God's promises. In Ephesians, it says that the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. In other words, we won't get our full inheritance till we get our glorified new bodies in heaven. I told Kelly, I want the rocks body when I get there. I've already got mine picked out, amen. I've been chubby my whole life. I can't wait to zip into something that's not. But we get our new bodies, we get our crowns, we get our rewards. We're in, a, in an atmosphere with no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, no more addiction, no more bondage, no more cancer, no more sexual temptation. We're, we're in a whole new atmosphere. But we get a down payment here if we want it. It's not the full thing. It's just a little down payment. Get the Holy Ghost. But every now and then you can live without sinning, believe it or not. You can walk in the power thereof. God will reveal things to you and opportunities to minister to other people. All why? Because of the spirit the Father left us. It's available to us. We didn't receive the spirit of bondage or legalism or religion that brings fear, we receive the spirit of adoption to whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We've been adopted into a new family. Listen, I realize 65 to 67% of the young people born in this nation are born without fathers, or if they do have fathers, they're absentee. I realize we have a family problem. I realize we have some issues in this nation. That is why you have access to a new family with a new daddy if you'll just receive your adoption and you'll consider it final and you'll get rid of your former rights and embrace your new family and your inheritance in the kingdom of God. John 15, verse 26 and seven, speaking of this spirit says, when this counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. So we've got to understand that the Holy Spirit is not something goofy. It's based and its foundation is truth. Where do we get our truth from? Mystical dreams? Say no. From the Word of God. From the Word of God is where the rubber meets the road. That's why you've had authentic revivals break out all over the world, even here. And, and every now and then you, you'll, you'll, you'll have a, a group of people that wanna go crazy with it. And without the scriptures, you, you, you can't rein anybody in. Well, the Holy Spirit told me this. 
The Holy Spirit told David Koresh to do what he did. The Holy Spirit's told a lot of people they thought it was the Holy Spirit, it was a demonic spirit, but people blame the Holy Spirit on a lot of bad decisions. So where does the rubber meet the road? Somebody say the Word of God. The Word of God. So let's talk about the Spirit of the Father, this Abba Spirit, how to connect with it. Let's talk about it. First, the Father's Spirit comforts us. The Greek word parakletos. This word, our, the Greek word for comforter, is drawn from two words, para, to come alongside. I've taught you that in kaleo, which means to call. It's a term of encouragement and endearment. It's a synonym for a cheerleader, a coach, for a supporter, for someone who builds you up, someone who walks with you, someone who's pulling for you. Uh, the scene is, is someone running a race and, and they can't quite finish the race but someone comes alongside them. Can I get an amen? And, and carries you across the finish line. There, there was a sprinter in 1992 at Barcelona. He'd, he'd won a gold medal and he was running in the Olympics, the 400 meter semifinal. He was from Britain. His name was Derek Redmond. And he tore his hamstring before he finished the race. And maybe you remember this story, but his father came out on the track. And Derek and his father limped their way to the finish line. And he got a bigger applause than the one who won gold that day because it was a picture of what every person in this room, including me, longs for. We all long for a cheering section. We all long for someone to say, great job, I'm proud of you. And for those of you that didn't experience that as a child, you have a cheerleader the Holy Spirit will come alongside you and connect you to a great cloud of witnesses in the sky that will be cheering you on when you fulfill God's purpose for your life. I'm telling you, you can't live the Christian life by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit, you need perichoresis, and you need other people that believe in you that cheer you on. I remember hearing a story of my dad. He grew up poor. My grandfather had some struggles. And my dad, when he played football, he, he won the game, made a tackle in middle school. And he breaks my heart to tell the story. But he looks up and nobody's there. And he walks two miles home. And he always told me what it felt like to not have anybody there cheering you on. Oh, but I'm telling you, when you come to know the Lord, your cheering section is much bigger than you think it is. It says in Hebrews that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and when you're fulfilling your purpose, you may not see the natural man cheering for you, but understand that Abba is cheering for you with thousands upon thousands of people, cheering you on so that you get to your finish line on this earth. It's about how you finish. The Father Spirit comforts us Number two, the Father's Spirit is our source of truth. It's our source of truth, our inner conscience. The same comforter that lives in me is also my source of truth, the spirit of truth. This is about spiritual perception versus demonic deception. See, how can you tell if you're being deceived or not? The Word of God and the Spirit of God. If you don't know the first one and you're not filled with the second one, 
you will continuously be deceived by wise words, great salesmen. You will not be able to recognize the demonic even on church people. I'm talking about spiritual perception versus demonic deception. Wouldn't you like to know when you walked into an interview if that job was for you or not? Or would you rather work the job, hate it, end poorly, or would you rather know when you walk into a place that it's the right job for you? The Holy Ghost. Would you like to know who to marry, those of you that are single or watching? The Holy Ghost will show you who to covenant with, who to marry, who to be friends with, who to go in business with. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you, you will allow yourself to be manipulated and deceived by the things of this world. Spiritual perception versus demonic deception. The spirit of truth, if you're saved, lives on the inside of you. Listen to it. Listen to it. Don't doubt your inner conscience. Don't doubt the word of God. If something's not right to you, it's not right. It's not right. Quit talking yourself into relationships that God has already said no to. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And this old boy still believes that sin's a sin whether you're in church or not. And you have to have that inner knower to show you who's for you and who's not, who's with you and who's not. See, there are things that happen at church you get surprised by. God showed me years ago who was with me and who wasn't. I've just been counting the seconds down for them to reveal who they really are. I'm not bragging on anybody but the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will show you six moves ahead and he'll show you where to invest your time. I don't believe in wasting time. Do you? We're not giving much of it. The Holy Spirit will show you where to invest and who to invest in. It's our source of truth. Also, spiritual peace versus demonic disruption. Jesus goes on to say in John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. This is right after the Spirit is promised. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. See, the world gives a temporary satisfaction. World gives the hope of peace, but not true peace. With the Holy Spirit, Jesus leaves us true peace in not having to fear death, not having to worry for tomorrow, in knowing that our lives are in the Father's hand. And it says we are not to be afraid. We are not to be afraid. Spiritual peace versus demonic disruption. In knowing more about Jesus and receiving the Father's Spirit, it's a new level of peace that comes to you. A peace that releases you from the expectations of others. A peace that releases you from the expectations of others. Why do you and I care what people think so much? We already have a father that said, good job. I love you. Not everybody's going to like you, but Abba will never forsake you. It's a peace that releases you from the expectations of others. It's a peace that brings clarity to your thoughts and to your vision. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that when you get the diagnosis and they tell you you got three months to live, you can still sing Amazing Grace. 
There is a peace that comes by way of the Father's Spirit. I close here today. John chapter 16, the Father's Spirit prepares the way. In Isaiah 43, it says, I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Another way, God will make a way where there ain't no way. You may think you have a blockage or a hindrance, but God will move whatever he needs to move out of the way for you to get where you're supposed to go to. Amen? It's what it says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. There's that word truth again. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Quickly in verse 7, isn't that just like a good father? Or the representation of a true father? Eventually, a good father lets you go. Not in this culture. You got people living at home till they're 38. Mom's still making them breakfast. A good father kicks you out of the nest and says, fly. Take some bumps. Become who you're supposed to become. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. The consequence of not believing in him of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world will be judged so the Holy Spirit does these things what does the Holy Spirit do he pardons us everybody say he pardons us you've been forgiven you have peace you have spiritual perception not demonic deception he pardons you you are not guilty if you've confessed it He's forgotten it. Three of you happy about that. I'm real happy about it. Praise God. That's the problem is we don't forget stuff. But he forgets it. Amen. He pardons us. Next, he prepares us. Woo. Understand he's a Holy Spirit. See, we forgot that part. See, you, you know, Jesus died for you and loves you just the way you are. But don't be flowing in the Holy Ghost in the midst of your ungodliness because it hinders the spirit when you're ungodly because something that holy can't cohabitate with something that is ungodly and dirty that doesn't watch its mouth or its actions. Oh, that's not popular preaching anymore the holy part of the Holy Spirit hallelujah he promotes us he pardons us he prepares us he promotes us everybody say he promotes us of righteousness not only does he promote us he protects us somebody say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he protects us the shepherd protects us through the spirit of God he leads us beside still waters. He makes me do things. He teaches me. He corrects me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. He protects us. The prince of the world is judged. Understand this, that it may feel like the devil's winning some days, but he's a loser. He's already lost. There's just gonna be an exclamation point on his defeat when this world rolls up into itself one day. So I say celebrate the fact that you're a winner.
that you serve a winner and that you have the Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit challenges us to step out in faith. Everybody say faith. How do you do that? Well, first you follow him. It says of the Spirit, he will guide you. Everybody say follow him. Listen to him. Listen well. Israel wandered in the wilderness 40 years because they didn't listen well and they wouldn't step out in faith. Don't waste your life because you're scared or you're trying to figure everything out. Sometimes you gotta go for it. Amen? He shall not speak of himself, but whoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. How does the Father speak to us through the Spirit? The Word of God? The voice of Spirit-filled people? Supernatural gifts found in the book of Romans? Life circumstances? Yeah, God speaks through circumstances. If you went down a path and got mugged, don't go down it again. If you hung out with that person and they assaulted you, probably don't need to hang out with them again. Life circumstances, can I get an amen? I mean, there are common sense circumstances that come that you have to listen to. Don't blame grace on you going back to that stupid relationship you shouldn't be in. Grace doesn't mean you trust everybody and you allow people to abuse you. That's not grace. Grace is forgiveness with an open door for restoration. Grace doesn't mean you trust somebody that hurt your kids. Trust is earned. The only person you have to trust is the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, your mind, lean not on your own understanding. Nowhere does the Bible say you have to trust someone that hurts you. You do have to forgive them, but you don't have to trust them. We need to look ahead. Everybody say, look ahead. It says, he will show you things to come. He shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. Our Father will reveal to us three things by way of the Holy Spirit. Abba's house, especially my faithful, listen to these. He's gonna reveal what is to come. He's also gonna put the glories of Christ on display and he will show us that Jesus is still Lord of all. There are good things coming. Can I say, say that with me? There are good things, good things to come. Everybody say that. There are good things to come. In the kingdom, it's always getting better, amen? In the spirit. To go where we're about to go, you got to have the Holy Ghost. You got to have it. It's not about, oh, they think they're better than me because they speak in tongues. That's stupid. Nobody ever says that. That's religion trying to keep you from your inheritance. Nobody thinks they're better than you because the way you pray or I pray, that's a scared person copping out is all that is. And I've been that person, so I can testify about that. But to go where we're about to go, you need the Holy Ghost. Maybe you have it. If you're saved, you do, and it's on the inside of you, but it's, you've never let it out. And so today, I'm gonna ask my pastors to come join me. We're gonna go back into some strong worship. We're gonna lift his name up before we leave. If you need to be saved, that's where it starts. 
You have the Father through Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So if you need to be saved, just say, Jesus, forgive me. I make you my Lord and Savior. I want everything you have for me. But if you're already saved, but you're not living up to your full potential in the kingdom, I want you to come receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit before you leave out of here today. You say, what's going to happen? You're going to come up and be open. We're going to pray for you, and God will do the rest. Some of you may have to take that prayer life home to get the full feeling. Some of you may get it here. It's up to Jesus. Your only responsibility is to be a willing vessel. And if you're a willing vessel, God will pour his spirit out and your bellies will flow rivers of living water. So would you stand on your feet today? Heavenly Father, may your spirit move on who it needs to move on today in power and in truth. May the fire fall. May your anointing come. In Jesus' name, amen. You come if you need a miracle today.